Hey, York Alliance. Welcome back to the York Alliance Daily for Wednesday, December 13th. Hope you're doing well as we inch toward the Christmas holiday and uh, get closer and closer to that day of celebration of the incarnation of Jesus and uh, all the, the fun and the joy that goes with that from a family perspective to friends and community. Uh, really uh, exciting time of year. And so I uh, hope you're doing well as we continue on this journey. Uh, we're also looking at the uh, the portraits of Advent, the names of Jesus that Isaiah has laid out in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, and uh, the, the kind of the implications of that identity. And so we've been walking this week through this idea of Jesus as our mighty God, the one who is mighty and able in every way to do all that he desires to do, uh, to do that all, uh, to do all that is uh, within his purview to do. Uh, he can he can do all of it, and so uh, that's uh, the heart of what it means that he is the mighty God. And so uh, today, before I get into what I want to talk about today, let me just note that as we get closer to the Christmas holiday, uh, we are going to go dark for our daily podcast the week between Christmas and New Year's. So Christmas is on Monday. We won't have a podcast that Monday, the twenty fifth, and it will get not there won't be a podcast all the way through that week. We will have a podcast on Monday, January 1st, and then we will uh, start off the year uh, with four podcasts that first week and uh, continue on at that point. And so uh, you can look for us the week of Christmas, but you won't find us, uh, but we will find you uh, coming back uh, in the new year. So just keep that in mind as we get a little closer to, uh, to that season. Well, one of the implications of Jesus as mighty God is that as we pursue the vision of God, we are free to pursue a vision that's bigger than us. Now, let me explain that a little bit. One of the uh, one, one of the key detriments of the American church, believe it or not, is our ability. Um, we have so much gifting and so much talent and so many resources and uh, so uh, so much capability to do so many different things that uh, it actually becomes a detriment. People will ask all the time, why is it that we see so many miracles all around the world and we don't see those same miracles here in the States? Why is it that we see uh, miraculous healings and visions and uh, ways that God moves in uh, different places overseas and we don't see it in the same way to the same intensity here? And um, the the simple answer to the question from my perspective is we don't need him to move that way. And um, that's not a an arrogant statement. In fact, that's a, a, a statement that I would say has some shame associated with it. Um, when I say we don't need him to, it's not because we actually don't need him to. It's because we um, have uh, we have a vision of who we're called to be as the people of God that we are able to enact on our own. Our vision isn't larger than our capability. And so when that's the case and our vision isn't larger than our capability, then what's happening is that our, um, our, as we have a vision, we set about uh, enacting that vision, accomplishing the goals that we've set out before us. We do some strategic planning and we uh, do some uh, engaging of resources and uh, modifying plans. And uh, in the end, we create uh, the answer to the vision that we have. But when we believe that Jesus is mighty God, truly the mighty God, then part of what we start to do is to dream bigger than ourselves, to start to invite Jesus to do things that are beyond what we're capable of doing. So at a personal level, this means things like praying for things that you are not able to do on your own. 
uh, praying for things like healing, um, th- things like uh, mighty uh, moves of God in changing people's hearts and um, engaging the world around us. Um, there, there are ways that we can start to pray where when God moves, it'll be very evident that God was the one who moved. Now, sometimes I'm a big proponent on uh, being the answer to our own prayers at times. There's times where um, I pray for someone to um, to have a warm meal or to have a friend or to have some uh, to, to have a car to have a uh, whatever some material possession and what I find happening is God convicts my own heart to be the answer to that prayer to to step in and give more generously and more sacrificially to give of time or resources more and I and I think that's really important that's part of the way prayer works is God changes our hearts as we pray. But there are other times when, as we pray, we know that we can't do it. When I pray for someone's healing, there is no chance that I can do it. I can't make the blind see. I can't make cancer go away. I, I can't step in and affect someone's health. And so when I pray, I'm praying a prayer that only God can answer. But there's also a, a corporate dynamic to that. One of the things that uh, I've sought to lead us in, particularly over the last several years, is to have a vision that's bigger than we are capable of executing on our own, to, to trust God to do something. Because I, I, I have a deep conviction that the church in the U.S. largely is stagnant because we haven't asked God to do what we can't do on our own. We ask for a feeling in worship to be created, and then um, we manage the sound system in such a way that the bass drum creates that feeling. Um, we uh, we desire for people to have a heart response, and then we develop our, our skill in a, such a way that the way that we're inviting the response is so finely tuned and so well honed that people uh, can't help but respond. Uh, we we do what we are capable of doing on our own, and uh, what I what I want to lead us in as a church, and what I'm seeking to press into in my own heart, are things that only God can do. As we dream into the church planting efforts that are out before us in the next several years, a, a church in. Spring Grove, in partnership with the Spring Grove uh, Alliance Church that's uh, currently meeting on Main Street there in Spring Grove, as we um, move towards a, a church plant in Shrewsbury, a church plant in Hanover, and seek to uh, continue to maintain the church that uh, God's called us to here in York. As we uh, seek to do all of those things, I recognize we can't do that on our own. Uh, there's work that God has to do, and we've begun to see him do it. Some of the things that are happening at Spring Grove are remarkable. Some of the things that are unfolding in the Spring Grove facility are not things that we could have set up on our own, that we could have created, but instead they're, they're, they're notes of the goodness of God, signs of the mighty God at work going before us and preparing the way before us. We couldn't have done it, and yet he's the one who's doing it. And so we're continuing to trust him. When it comes to Shrewsbury or Hanover, we haven't started to see all of those things yet, but we've begun to pray, God, would you go before us and would you do work that only you can do? Would you start to call together a community of people 
And in Hanover, we're beginning to see some of the signs of that movement. We don't yet have the church planter that we believe that uh, God's calling, but um, we have some ideas and we have some prayers and we're starting to ask God to move. Uh, In Shrewsbury, it's the opposite. We believe that we have the church planter that God's calling, but we don't yet have the signs of where he's working so that we can step in and join him in the work that he's doing. But we're praying and we're asking God to do what we can't do on our own. Yeah, we can network and we can ask questions and we can uh, hopefully start to step into the ongoing work of God, but we can't make it happen. It's beyond us. And uh, that's what it means to follow Jesus as the mighty God. We start to ask him to do things that only he can do. And so as part of our regular devotional rhythms, I think it's very appropriate for us, yes, to be praying prayers that we can be the answer to our prayers. We should do that. We should listen as God forms and shapes us and invites us to be the answer to the prayers that we're praying. It's part of the way that prayer is formational for us. But another way that prayer is formational for us is prayer to the mighty God, prayer that we couldn't possibly do on our own, that we don't have the resources and the ability, uh, that we don't have the wherewithal to be able to step in and do. When we pray for healing, when we pray for a divine move of someone's heart, when we pray for a way to be made into a community that we could plant a church in where there aren't leaders and there aren't infra- there's no infrastructure and there, there's no place to meet and there's no community that's there. When we start to pray into those things, we're starting to trust God to do what only he can do. And that's what it means to pursue Jesus as mighty God. So as we pray, uh, we pray into the depth of uh, these things that are beyond us. And then we trust the power of God to move. My heart and my prayer is that we would be those people, that we would trust God to do what only God can do. And so, friends, would you join me and let's pray into the might and the power of the God who is completely able. May the grace and peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. May he anoint you. May he indwell you, transform you from the inside out and flow from you to a waiting and watching world. Have a great rest of the day and I will be back with you one more time tomorrow. Grace and peace to you.